Hello everybody and welcome to the Don't Be Mad Podcast, your weekly dose of a one, a two, a three homies kicking back, shooting the shit and talking about what's been going on in our lives this week and what's been happening around the world. I'm your boy Lefty Lucky, aka Matthew, and I'm joined here as always with... Jamali. And Jason. How y'all doing? And guys, it is a beautiful Friday afternoon in June. The month is almost over. It's humid as hell, but we got the AC going, even though I got the bandana on. And we're going to start this the way we always do. How was your week? How's the mental health? How have you motherfuckers been? This man's on his phone. Uh, I, don't re- I don't react to motherfucker. That's not my name. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. J- Jamali. That's right. Stapleton. How, how have you been? Put his whole week? government name out there. Yeah, whole I, thing. <laughs> if he won't respond to motherfucker, he'll put his government out there. You should address me as sir, motherfucker. Excuse me? You heard me. Excuse me? No, nah, it's been a good week, though. Bless, did bless did the queen knight you? What? Did the queen knight you? My mama did. <laughs> That's my queen. Did Rihanna knight your ass? No, she didn't. Hey, you that don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, nah, I mean, it's been a blessed week. Can't complain. Yeah, Love man. the rainy days. Felt good. Love the rainy days? Yo, it, knew, it was needed, bro. It was too humid. No, they made it more humid. Nah, bro. Dude, I slept better. About, fuck? I was happy. Like, what was it? Yesterday when we had that, like, quick little five-minute downpour the, that happened? Wednesday. No, it happened yesterday, too. Yeah, yesterday, too, but it wasn't just a five-minute. Yeah, Wednesday was, like, actual yeah. rain, but yesterday was, like, a random out of nowhere, just, like, five minutes. I was literally, like... At Gerard Park, I get home. Leanne messaged me. She's like, yo, look outside. That was crazy. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? And then literally like two minutes later, it was done. It was needed, man. <laughs> Fucking Montreal weather, man. Makes absolutely no sense. Nothing in Montreal makes sense this summer. <laughs> what about you, Jason? How's the week? How's the health? How's everything been? Health is okay. Week is good. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's been new. I haven't been doing anything. I've been laying low, just working. Saving money to move out. That's the goal. I feel like this has been one of those weeks where, like, because of, like, St. John Baptiste's long weekend, mm-hmm. everyone's kind of been in full-on recovery mode. But then we're also looking at the fact that, like, Canada Day weekend is on the way. So it's, like, back-to-back long weekends. But what could you have really done in St. Jean Baptiste? There's traffic everywhere. You can't drive anywhere. Um, I mean, I could tell you some things, but... No, you could drink at home and all that stuff, but it's like... <laughs> I'm to, not going to be very specific do, on the But podcast. to actually do something, like, to to have activities around Montreal, it's not really, uh, with a whole bunch of stuff going. Yeah, you could have things get together and all that stuff, but... I'll tell you this. And again, you can't do nothing. I had something to do on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then Monday was a full day of... Wishing I hadn't done things on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> what, picnic again? Oh, that's always a good time. There you go. You went to the beach club on Sunday? No, no, no beach club. Dude, it's too far, man. I don't know. You'd be, be hitting up all these festivities, bro. Yeah, because, I mean, wintertime, I stay home. I do absolutely no- nothing with my fucking life. Outside of, like, maybe go to a friend's place who's, like, a walk away or have people come over my place. But outside of that, it's like... What do you do in winter? It's fucking cold. Like you don't want to deal with the winds and the snow and all that shit. So when summer comes along, like I, I want to see people. I want to hang out with people. Let's go out for drinks. Let's chill in a park. Let's oh, look at you. Let's be social. 
I'm antisocial. And like, I feel like last weekend was a good weekend for that. Like we had some of the most incredible weather we've had for like a three day stretch in a very long time. And yes, there were plenty of things to do. Maybe you didn't know, but I knew and I was out and about enjoying myself. I know I saw you. I went to Moonshine, which is always a good fucking time. Went to Picnic, which is a good fucking time. What did I do Friday night? Who overdosed at Picnic? What? No I'm one. just asking. No one overdosed Who overdosed? Picnic. Somebody overdosed? I'm just asking. No. Don't listen to him. No one overdosed at I'm Picnic. I'm just asking if someone overdosed. No one overdosed Has someone at ever Picnic. overdosed? Yeah, someone died there. It's probably happened before, but... Dude, these days, like people die everywhere. It's it's days. not one of those situations where it's like, oh, you're on the floor choking on your tongue. Like we're gonna step over you. It's not like that, man. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not that type of place, dude. There's cops everywhere there. Like, wasn't they, that dude found in the water who was like from Ottawa or something like that? Dude, you know how long ago that was? That was like two years ago. No, it was longer than that. I don't think it was that long. Yeah, way longer than that. Yeah, but uh, you can't play. You can't put the blame on. Yeah, and the that's place just, if, if somebody's poor if decision. If you're too drunk or too high, and you end up jumping in the fucking water, I mean, you can't blame the event for that. No, that's you just Being taking dumb. this a bit too far. Like the thing about picnic that's nice. It's like it's it's daytime partying, drinking. You're around a bunch of people who are just out there to enjoy the exact same things as you, which is good music, good vibes, good people, and good alcohol. And like anything in life, like you can get people who overdose in a fucking club the same way they can overdose in a bar, but you go out there to have a good time. If you're going to be excessive and not protect yourself and, and not make sure that you're not going beyond your limits, that's on you. That's not on the venue or the people around. Don't know much else to say outside of that. <laughs> Oh, well. But yeah, I went there on Sunday. <laughs> I know. I saw you going there. Yeah, I bumped into you. Yes. Guy was like finishing work. Yeah. Should have came with. Not at all. <laughs> no, thank you. I think Jamali, a, a picnic. You know what? I feel like <laughs> Jamali being like the type of person who thinks it's so not his vibe at all. Right. You would go there and be surprised that... I never said it was bad. I never said I wouldn't enjoy myself. No, I'm not not saying that's what you're saying. I've never said I wouldn't enjoy myself. I just choose not to go. There's a difference. But that's what I mean. Like, I feel like if you were to actually go, you would realize... Bro, if I'm going to spend $20, I would have much fun on my $20 allowed me. (laughs) (laughs) I am not forgotten. You fucking better. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's like, it's just... It's one of those places where when you're there and you meet people and you realize... Maybe you had something built in your head as what it is, but... No, I know I don't have the preconceived so notion. I, to me, it's just a place that people play house and techno music, bro. It's exactly what it is. Well, no, main it's stage exactly will always be house. And I mean, I fucking love house, so who cares? But... I don't mind house. Second stage, dude, like, you know what? The next time there's that. like, let's say like someone like Bambi or Shady Kiss are playing there... Or actually, I should have brought you last week because Tommy Cruz was playing and like he does like... You, what? You should have brought me, what am I, a kid? Dude, I should have been like, yo, fuck going home. <laughs> Come with. I should have said that. I should have like, And I would have told you, no, I'm going home. But what I'm saying is like, because there's two stages that are there. So it's okay. like you have the main stage, which will always be like the house stage. And like they play deep house, things like trans. How big is this place? Enough to house 3,000 plus people. Okay, cool, cool. But then like the second stage is always like a mix, right? So every week it changes. Maybe one week you'll get like 
Guam, which is like African sounds, or like you'll get like legit like Caribbean tribal, or you'll get R&B, hip hop. Like it always mixes up on the second stage. Last week you had Tommy Cruz, who he's known like he does like hip hop EDM. No, it's no, like yeah. you get like the hip hop, you get the R&B, you get all that shit, and it was fucking dope as hell. So that would have been probably the perfect time. Jamali, like yo, Jamali, reach out. <laughs> I'm telling you, as a friend, I know how you are for years. You would get very annoyed very quickly. He's and acting like I don't know you either. I just you think I'd be like, hey, we're gonna go in the crowd and you're coming with. Like, no, no I'm not saying go into the crowd, but I wouldn't drag him into the like right in front of the stage and like. No, make but him I, dance I know Jamali. I know Jamali like, is not the type of person. Yeah, we would I, stay on the side. We'd have a couple drinks and we would just <laughs> chill out while listening to music. But I know Jamali is not the type. He's not the type of person like listen, stand there and listen to bad music over and over and over and over again. I know Jamali. Well. Which is exactly why I'm saying I would bring him on a day where I know the music he likes is what's being played. I wouldn't bring you on a day where it's like pure shit that you'd just be like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, what, what do you think that would be? Basically, I know you're not deep on like trans and like bunker house and like that type of shit. Like, I would never bring you to that. But like I said, Tommy Cruz is playing and the type of music he plays, I know you would have fucked with that. So that would have been the time where it's like, shit, I should have brought Jamali. I fuck with a good time. Had a good time. I'll go anywhere exactly. with a good time, but you know, I'm not gonna bring time. him when it's like someone he's never heard of from like Europe. You know what? Who's playing like experimental EDM? You know that's what we should do. We, and we'll bring bring him next time, and just for reaction, I'll show up. I'll go for like the the one time, and I'm gonna. You see, he wants me to bring you on a time where you're not gonna what, enjoy. What, it. what am I, a fucking circus monkey? <laughs> I'm supposed to be here to entertain both y'all. <laughs> But no, to me, it's not a game. Like, like I said, I would not bring you at a time where like, I know the music isn't something you would enjoy. He just wants to bring you any random time to be like, throw you out there and be like, yo, have at it. Like, I'm I wouldn't film do it. that. No, I want to film it because I want to see his reaction the whole time. <laughs> and regardless of whatever date you bring him, I know he's going to be like, yeah, this shit, I'm out. <laughs> no, I would never do that to you. What's man. the closest metric to that joint? Uh, Laron. Oh, okay. I could take the bus back. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you could actually. You take the bus, you can take the metro. It's on John Pro, so you're oh. good to go. If not, you can even, like, there's a couple hot spots where you can call Ubers. Oh, word. I don't fuck with Uber. We had this conversation already. I'm, I'm going to keep mentioning Uber till you grow up. I'm grown. <laughs> debatable. What? <laughs> I don't know. What, you, what I don't, is debatable? Him and his not using Ubers. I don't. Keep paying extra or keep waiting longer than you Hey, have. that's his choice. If he doesn't want to use Uber, you No, I respect pay, it. Don't get pay me wrong. Higher I You could pay higher for I just think you, want. you should use every service available to you and the one that is best equipped for what you need in the moment. Okay. And as a consumer, I have the right to choose. Yes, you do. So I choose what I want. <laughs> yes, you do. Thank you. <laughs> so you can choose to stand there while I call an Uber and I get the fuck out of there. <laughs> And you wait for however fucking long. <laughs> Not much else outside of that. All right. We'll see how long that lasts. Jason, Jamali, what's on your mind, guys? Uh, nothing. Nothing is on your mind, man? So this is going to be a short episode, guys. This is no, great. it's not going to be a short episode. <laughs> well, I'm glad of my only Dude, you mind. were like talking about a bunch of topics you wanted to bring up beforehand. Oh, well, I don't know where you guys are trying to go, so I don't want to go. I was just saying like. What's on your mind, man? Well, nothing really. I spoke to you about the whole uh, that baby story, which is kind of fucked up. 
How about you? Uh, the baby found the, the, the baby so found in the uh, the baby uh, found in the forest in the garbage bag in yeah. Georgia, and they finally located the mother. The baby's healthy, alive and well. Mm. How crazy is that, though? Like how how messed up in the head do you have to be to leave a baby in a in a bag in the forest? I don't think it's as crazy as people think, think because yeah. this is something that is a lot more common than people realize no what i mean by how it's crazy that it's a newborn it's like the baby, the baby just got born right yeah you're, build you, the cord you, still connected and everything you carry the baby for eight nine months right and instead of having an abortion between all of that time you decide to lose give away the baby or just dump the baby somewhere in the most well, inhumane way possible we know georgia right now is one of those states that are very the strict abortion on their abortion laws, laws. But I know. So I, there's that. But also, I, I think it's, it's one of those things where we have these conversations about abortion or these unwanted pregnancies and not to make excuses for the mother and what she did or how this came about. But when you don't have that support or even have people that give you options of when you have this baby, if you don't want it, this is what you can do. When you don't have that around you, you panic, you freak out. You're just like, how can I just get rid of this thing? It's such a horrible thing to think about. But my assumption is she had the child, pr- pretty much had her in or had him or her in the her. forest. And just. What are you doing in the forest out, anyways? Plucked out. That's the support. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Not having the support. But I mean, I just also think it's, it's... it's You're going to a place where you think you're isolated, you're alone. And on top of that, it's dangerous too because let's, ass- like I said, let's assume, let's speculate. She went out to the forest because as far as we know, the baby was found with the umbilical cord still connected, right? right. So to me, that's not somebody who was in a, pos- in a place where she was being cared for, where somebody was pulling the baby out of her. I assume she went to the forest alone by herself Went as far as she could push this baby out. When it came out, pulled the cord from her vagina out, like out of her from a uterus out of her, put it in a bag, tied it up, walked away. <laughs> and to me, it's like, when you think of that, that's somebody who really feels like they are alone. The mental state of that woman is exactly. Is, it's like you have no one. You're alone. This is the for her. It's, this is the only way. Whatever life she has, she feels she can sustain and keep, and is doing something that is literally like completely fucking horrible. It's horrible. But you also have mothers who end up giving birth to a child, yeah. bring the child home from the hospital, fully supported. But can't deal with the child because they have postpartum depression. Exactly. So that's that's in itself is also terrible, right? Yeah. So the mental state of the mother is is I don't know how old she is, what her background or life. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you that. What what did they say anything about the mom or anything like that? Well, I think uh, today they made mention of finding who she was, finding out who she was. Oh, so they don't have any like records or yeah. So I don't think they've published names or anything. Okay. Just know and I don't mother. think they should, you know what I mean? Like, I think certain I things certain things should be kept the way it should be kept because at the, the same time, it's like you're affecting someone's, like, whole life. Yeah, she did something terrible, but in, in the reality of it is, a lot of people have done worse, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? 
and even in parenting, some people bring, wasn't it what, a couple months ago that woman was at a party, give birth, put the child on the balcony, and went back drinking or some shit? There was a story like that in the news a couple months back. Uh, the neighbors found it. Like, I mean, like, people do crazy shit, like, you know? But I feel like it's fucked up, and I think we, as a society, should question where we're going. You know, because even if she doesn't have the support in her community around her, there should be a place where she can go to get that support. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what's the, saying, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, no what's on. saying is, is like, how could you carry a baby for eight months? I'm sure she's getting care of some sort to be able to carry a baby for like eight, nine months. So you, you, are, you, you do have a support system. It's just that... Um, I don't know the reason why it wasn't utilized at that time when you're well, having a kid. I, I don't want to jump on a limb and say she did have one the same way I'm not just full on saying she didn't. I'm just looking at it as based on the actions that she committed and and judging it as far as like as logically and as just summarizing based on what's in front of us, right? You find a child in a bag in the middle of the forest. But she didn't go that far because we also have to realize she didn't go deep into the forest because she went it was far behind, enough that no, but it was behind someone's house where the children were able to hear a baby crying, yeah. which forced the parents to come out. So it's like it, it's just crazy to think that people have to resort to these type of actions. Yeah, and and look, it's like you said, there's postpartum depression, and that doesn't begin the second the child comes out. Like right, that's something that is built through the pregnancy itself. It's something where it's like. There's a lot of regret. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of misunderstanding as far as this thing that's growing inside you. Is it something that you actually want? The changes that are happening to you or these changes that you actually want, et cetera, et cetera. So from that, it's not just you've carried it for nine months and now it's out of you. You should care for it. It's the nine months that you've carried this thing. You've had a conflict internally, mentally within yourself where you've come to this point that now that it's out, there's a disconnect because it's been happening from the time that it started. All I'm saying is people, you need to get... What, there are so many services in the world available to you. Please use them. <laughs> Please use them regardless of what it is. Like, I understand that, um, you know, people either... Whatever the reason, it could be mental, it could be financial, it could be whatever... There are ways to get past your problems and anything like that. Don't res just seek help when you need it. Especially like, to, like I said, to me that's unbelievable that someone can do that. Then again, I'm not in that person's head, so I can't really give you a clear explanation to why she wants to do that. But people have their reasons, and I guess when they speak with her and they analyze everything that she has to say, they'll come up with a reason. Is she Jamal? Is she like an um? um they put in a psych ward or something like that, or they they're holding her. Jamal, what happened? <laughs> Are you listening? If she's in a psych ward, yes. Nah, bro. Like I don't know. Like they just say they found her. Like yeah, it says, George, your mother saw it after hours. Old baby newborn was found in a plastic bag of an ab abandoned in woods. Um, I'm sure at some point they would have some psychological evaluation done on her uh, to determine whether or not. Uh, you know, she's fully there. Clearly, she's not. And I think, yeah, there is resources available to people 
like we have to remember like we live in Canada so we have a lot more abundance in terms of resources to help free resources free re but affordable at the end yeah, of the day affordable, it's free yeah. or you have to pay but it's very much affordable in the states depending on where you live in the state you live which part of that state you live uh you know you know you hear georgia you think of atlanta but the georgia is a large uh state so yeah. this could be somebody in a small county and you know could be a teenage mother she was probably be shamed abandoned by her family for doing something like this you know it's a lot to, that people have to live with but you know needless to say like i feel like we shouldn't throw the book at her so I really feel bad, and I'm glad to see that people are reaching out to, like, adopt a baby or whatever the case may be. But I feel like they should have that type of energy for any other sorts because people are not willing to adopt. People just want to adopt because it's, you know, it's not a cashable situation, but, you yeah, know, people like, want to follow up well, on that baby. in general are not, they're, they're not investments. Whatever you get out of a child, you're putting in. No, nope. all putting in. No, but what I'm saying is in terms of like, you know how people are, they're saying thousands are now lining up to adopt a baby. Yeah. There's children in the foster system that why don't those same thousand go and, you know, line up to adopt those yeah, children? Yeah. I feel like the hype behind, you know, this baby, the media attention is what people are seeking out for them per yeah. for personal gain. So, you know, I would hope they, they do the right thing. And, and even like going into that conversation about like the children in foster care. It's one of those things where, like, majority of people who want to adopt want babies. Right. They want minds that they are could, you know, completely untampered that they right. can nurture and grow from right. infancy all the way to right. adulthood. So when you have toddlers, you have like preteens, teenagers, et cetera, who are like in foster care, have been in foster care for majority of their life. They look at them as if like they're tainted or tampered, you know, right. like, which is sad because these are children who really if anything of all deserve the most love right. and deserve to find parents that would love right, and exactly. care for them and adopt them uh, like we can we can literally jump down that rabbit hole and like i have a friend who came from foster care and she's fucking incredible and oh for sure i know her life story and what she went went through but yeah it's just it's one of those things where like i said you have the people who have their their personal imaginations and dreams and silver linings of what adoption will be. And in most cases, it's never a child that's anywhere above the age of two or three years old. Oh, for sure. I, I get that. It, it, it really depends. Like, when you're in foster care... <coughs> Excuse me. Jeez. Coughing, I'm dying here. When you're in foster care... Um, I think when you're above a certain age, it would be actually easier to adopt a kid instead of a two-year-old because there's a lot of expenses when you have a two-year-old because it's, it's an infant. It's a baby still. However, if you, get, uh, if you adopt someone like anywhere, let's say, eight years old to like 13 years old, they have more of a sense that, yeah, they might be in that kind of rebellious stage and everything like that. However, you're dealing with someone that you can actually talk to who's going to comprehend it to comprehend you to a certain point yes and but it no. does require a lot of commitment because these yeah. kids have gone through 
exactly. more than most people would ever think, go like, through. If in you're their whole finding life. a child that, let's say, let's say earliest eight years old, right? Yeah. You have to consider that from a point of five, six years old where they're really able to make those personal emotional con- connections. They're in and out of homes. And for a lot of foster children, it's a matter of anytime somebody comes around and they're like, all right, this is a child for you. They go in. Maybe they last a year, if that. Right. A few months. There's issues. They get sent back to foster care. So if you're finding someone at eight years old, you have to make the assumption that at the very least, they've been with three, maybe four families already. But you see, that, that's, that's the issue I have. Like, the people who adopt these kids at that above age who are older, kids who are older, yeah. and they're putting back in the foster home, these are people who should not even be allowed. There should be an extra set of vetting for people like that because I understand... There's it's, so many factors, It's like it's, you're, you're treating them as commodity now because it's like, okay, oh, this kid, um, oh, he's not that good. Let's bring him, let's put him back. We well, have no, no, yes. back. It's not even that. Well, yeah, yes it's and no. It's really not even that. It's not a matter of, oh, this isn't like... Oh, this kid is disobedient, or this kid doesn't listen, or or this kid isn't what we imagine. It's more of you're you're trying to raise a child in a sense of these are the rules of the home, these is how we do things. And if there's constant conflict, as well as a child in foster care isn't necessarily separated from their parents as well. So well, you can have someone in foster care who still knows who their parents are. Yeah have been in and out with their parents and in and out with other families. Like, that is something that is very common. Well, that, that's coming up to care. a different debate, though, because then you have people who are in foster care who I assume with people who either parents give them up for adoption or abandon them, don't want to see... Normally, no. yes. Well, no, not in... No, normally, but, in but, those situations, some, it is. For, for a, but it could be... Government like, went in and removed the children. Yeah, yes, removed because that. of, like, uh, you're mistreating the child. Or it could be... Death of one parent, and then the other parent In wasn't able to sustain. Yeah. So then the child got taken. Like, there's so many different things that come into play when it comes to that. Because situation. when I've always said, when it comes to things of foster care, you can't really blame the parent or the ch- or the child because it's it's circumstances that mm. you don't know what's going to happen. However, things like halfway houses, where the parents voluntarily put the kid in in a halfway house, that I have a big problem with. Because and it's and it's either you could be your kid or any kid anything whatever. The, my issue is when you send your kids to like a halfway house. It's like you gave yeah. up on them. You guys deal with them because we don't want to deal with them right now. And I'm sure you're, anyone in Montreal has seen that um, there's been disappearance of, of young girls, 13 to 16, from halfway houses. A whole bunch sex of trafficking them. or human trafficking essentially. Um, there was one time there was this dad that came on. He says. Dress proper. Everything's normal. I'm like, okay. Some he seems concerned. He's asking where his daughter is. She said, "Oh, she left the halfway house." I'm like, you're coming on TV right now. Dress proper. Someone who looks like who has money, but your daughter's in the halfway house. I don't know your situation, but what you're presenting to me is someone who only cares after something has gone wrong. Not necessarily because like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying what it is. I'm just saying what it looks like. Yeah, the perception. But, but I mean, the, the, the perception. Like. But but then it, that's a perception based on lack of knowledge. Because 
after a certain age, kids could opt and choose yeah. to do these things. I think no, but Quebec, she was like 14. This, this Quebec, was like, Quebec gave them that right. This yeah. kid was like 13. 14, yeah, around that age. Was like 13. Right. I They're allowed to make those decisions. They could literally go to the government and be like, my dad or mom is not taking care of me. I want out. Yeah. And now the father or the mother have to fight for their child back. So in a way, it could be very well that girl wants to have her own way. Her parents are trying to raise her a proper way. And she's like, yo, I have that right. Boom. She goes to school. Oh, you're right. I'm not she saying alerts, wrong. Yeah. She alerts whoever, the social worker at the school. They don't do whatever they have to do. They get her placed into a, place, a temporary home, so to speak. And then this is what happened. So, yes, obviously it's fucked up because, yeah, the guy comes off as a clean-cut person, probably come from un uh, well, educated money. But even that, like, those are resources that are there. I just think people mismanage those resources. And people do a lot, like a lot, a lot of fucked up things. Like I know it, situations that I could talk about personally that I've seen people household get ravaged by mm. social workers, bro. Oh yeah. yeah, ravaged. And then it's like your kid like end up like on the street at eighteen by themselves, don't know shit. And, and that's that's a that's a circumstance that you can't help. That's one of the circumstances. Um, I'm sure. Well, Christina's here, but she's not on camera. But we were watching an episode of uh, of Doctor Phil, where this guy he was um, he was oh. just having kids, but he was giving the kids away. He was sending them to foster care, or whatever, for money. So just having a whole bunch of kids, not taking care of them, but giving the way and taking the money that came with them. I was like, but where's the well, mother at this point? First off. Don't believe everything you watch in Dr. Phil. I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying everything in Dr. Phil that is... That does happen. I'm not saying Dr. Like, Phil is... Uh, Dr. Phil's not the first person to like bring up that topic. Like That is something that does happen. Yeah. But Dr. Phil has already been caught in like exaggerating stories and like bringing people in to just essentially like Hollywood up his sets and his no, situations I, to like I get know people it's, to I know it's all TV and everything like that. And yeah. I, I think he's... But, yeah, what I you're talking funny. about does happen. I think he's funny. I think the advice he gives is kind of useless sometimes. However, there's stuff that he does bring on that's serious. And <laughs> Christina told me about it, so I don't, I don't think Dr. one. Phil. But Dr. Phil, yeah, like, you need to realize that you have a problem. He just reiterates, <laughs> he just reiterates what everyone's thinking in a different way. But, no, I, I think, um, again... We can have a whole into, conversation. No, no. It's okay. No, but to end this, everything, like... <laughs> When you have, even if you have to pay for it, because there's no hospital that'll really turn you down, especially in the States. You might have to pay after, but they'll never turn you down at that point. Oh, they always want you to come in because they want your money. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> what I'm saying is you have the services there for, to you, utilize it as best as you can. Right. But also, too, it's education. I think a lot of people, when it comes to pregnancy, even when it comes to sex, bro, First and foremost, I don't think people are even informed appropriately as to what sex is. So you have these young kids running around wild, and then something happens where, you know, in this case, a young girl gets pregnant. She doesn't even understand her body at that point. You know, much as dealing with her parents and all this extra shit, she might be on her own. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to say that. Yes, these things exist, but uh, again, it's who we're dealing with. Their mind state is very important to, to even have them go to that extra mile to be like, okay, time for me to mature up. I got to go to the doctor. Got to make sure my baby's well. 
going to do that. Some people live in denial that they're not even pregnant and they're full blown and they're like, no, I'm not <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> that shit happens, bro. Yeah. Hey. That's the world we live in. It's cold world. And it, it, it's easy to be like, yeah, go to the hospital and do this. But you already come from a, a poor environment. You have no money. You have nothing. You're going to go to a hospital, have a baby. Then you're going to get a hit with a $15,000 bill. If you're lucky. If you're, but I'm just saying. So <laughs> how, no one in their right mindset is going to think all Did that it, through. We say this because. Sorry we, to cut you off, but if you're getting a baby, at least 80K. Right. I understand. But I'm talking about like in like, you know, like a, a county hospital and shit. It's subsidized. Certain degrees are subsidized. 60. But at the end of the day, you know, no one's like when you have no money, you're, you're thinking of like with no money. You're not thinking yeah. like, oh, I'll pay this after. So, I mean, that's just the, the conditions in America, bro. It's fucked, man. Yeah, Canada. And I think people need to be educated properly about yeah. their responsibilities <laughs> and shit. Hey. I'm Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a new Pokemon podcast brought to you by the Upford Network. We've decided to take on the task of watching through every episode of Pokemon, providing live commentary and in-depth analysis of everyone's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're tackling the hard-hitting issues. Is Brock racist? Was coughing the first ever suicide bomber? What are the environmental implications of using Pikachu to power a building? Will Misty ever get her pipe back? Find out the answer to all these questions and more on Blasting Off Again. Available on the Upford Network, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're, We're blasting, blasting off again! Ding. Hi, I'm Tefera Jemian, one of the hosts of Yeah, a podcast on the Upford Network. We're talking about young adult literature, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what the YA genre can teach us at any age. Join me and my co-host, Hannah Bailey, as we talk about friendships, dating, family relationships, sexuality, experiences of queerness, body politics, and more through the lens of our favorite YA novels, as well as books we're just discovering. The Yeah! Podcast, available through the Upford Network and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. No, I love Canada, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of people, if, you're right, education is the main thing. The more you know, the more you can get that. That too, and the the better decisions you can make. There you go. Um, All right, what other... uh, Should we switch tones? Yeah, man. I feel like this was such a heavy conversation. Did you guys uh, see Andre Godala on The Breakfast Club? Oh, yes. Yeah? No. I only seen a piece. Andre sent it to me. Basically, he has a book that's come out where he's talking about the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors. And, and it's not just like Steve Kerr years and the championship years. It's all the way back from like Mark Jackson years. No, not Sprewell. We're not going to get the, the punch. Nah, man. We Iguodala don't want wasn't that. there with Sprewell. What do you oh, want? Fuck. He's he's talking about his, his year. Okay, okay. Wait, his, Andre Iguodala. After Listen, he left uh, Philly. Philly Jamal, yeah. the only time we bring up Spreewell is when he's choking his coach. <laughs> that's the only time okay, we bring up Spreewell. That's the, that's what he's remembered for. He had for some now. nice shoes though. Who Spreewells? Yeah. The Dadas. Yeah, well, there was the Dada <laughs> with the fucking spinning. The f- <laughs> they spinning. <laughs> hey, don't don't hate. He lost a lot of no, money. No, I'm not hating. That. I fucking love those. Don't shoes, hate on Spreewell. He lost a lot of money on those spinners. He came out too late with it, though. That's the thing. No, Dada lost money. It was no. It. It's not that he came out too late. He priced him too high. Oh, he no, but it wasn't him. It was Dada that was behind. Remember, Dada yeah. had had him and Chris Webber. Yeah. At the same time. <laughs> Jesus. He should have just went with Adidas, man. 
Uh, well, I don't know where I'm gonna spree. But well. those shoes were nice. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, yo, I'm, you know a lot of people had them kicks. Well, I never but, had a pair of those. I know. Andre's been spilling some tea. Look at you, gossip queen. Go ahead. Yo, let allow us, my Go brothers. Ahead. We're allowed. We're allowed to have a little bit of, when, especially when it comes to sports. What, what else do we do outside of sports besides gossip? We talk about free agency. We talk about who's messing up teams. So what did he say? Get to the juicy part, bro. Now Basically, you, he well, went out there and said something that we've all felt for a very long time, that Mark, Jass, Mark Jackson got blackballed. Oh, hell yeah. And he was very adamant about his feelings towards that, you know, Mark Jackson being one of those guys who was a player's coach who went out of his way to make sure even if a player was going to leave his side and do better things, his philosophy was when you're with me, I'm going to put you in the best position that you'll be showcased. Not only will you have like the best years playing alongside me with my coaching, but also you will get paid what you are deserved. Pretty much why Harrison Barnes is in the position he is. Right. Is thankful towards what Mark Jackson did for him. And Andre just saying like organizations, executives, people of that ilk see someone as Mark Jackson, as a guy who is problematic. Absolutely. But they use the excuse and like problematic because he goes out of his way to make sure players are like fully potential. Like if you're injured, you're going to sit because I want you to be healthy. I don't want you to risk injury. Right. Which, you know, considering the conversation we had with KD. Right. Right. And Looney and, too, right? Looney seriously Exactly. Hurt. Exactly. And Clay, McKinney. Clay is also hurt. Clay and McKinney as well. So it's like a guy who would literally look you in the face. He'd be like, the injury you have. If you go out there and play, you're going to make yourself worse. You cannot go back out there. But I also feel like he said, maybe he, there's also pushback. I'm sure Mark Jackson st- stood up to a lot of the management. He yeah, did. he did. There, there's he this did. one incident. That's another though. thing as well. Yeah, there was another but, incident too that happened with him. And But continue, continue yeah, what you're saying. But the thing that essentially the Golden State Warriors use as this is how we can get him out was the fact that their majority owner is a gay man and one thing about mark jackson was that andre Godala specifically talked about was once a week mark jackson would have like these sermons that he would do online where like he would talk to essentially his congregation and he would like preach and things of that nature and one day he had a preach like a congregation where he was talking about gay marriage and things of that nature and like how he felt about him and obviously he was opposed based on his religious beliefs right which he's entitled to which exactly he's entitled to and because of that they sent like the owner the management everything were like this is how we can oust them and we don't have to make it public that this is why we oust them but essentially it's when the season's done we fire him we have the team that he built that we know is championship caliber, but we'll bring somebody in who is a face, who we know can manage egos and talent, and won't be an issue. So that's why they brought in Steve Kerr. Yeah, well, I mean, as, egos. I mean, bro, everybody from that Golden State team was humbled. First of all, no, no, no don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like it's oh, a nobody team of there people had who egos. Like nobody trash. there. No, no, no. 
But it's more a matter of knowing the talent that was on that team. Oh, for sure. And bringing in somebody who would look at everybody and say, you're all equal. We're all one. And if you want to win multiple, this is how it's going to get done. Who better than Steve Kerr, who was a role player on a dynasty championship team with Michael Jordan, who knows what it takes to be somebody who says, this is what I do best. What did you do best? Steve Kerr? Yeah. When he was in Chicago, he was the three-point guy from the corner. Yeah. Jordan says, stay there, exactly. and I'll get you the that's ball. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> you, you bring in a, after you punch that's in That's literally eye. what I'm saying, though. <laughs> I, I just want to make that You're clear. You're bringing in a guy who understands what it means to be a role player to tell people how important it is to have role players who do what they do best to contribute to championships. Okay. That's what Steve Kerr is. Okay. So you bring him in to tell these guys, look, Steph, this is your team. Right. If you want to take the long ball, you do that. If you want to go in and drive the lane, you do that. Clay Thompson, you're a spot shooter. You come off the screens, you get the ball, you take the shot. That's what you do. Draymond, you're a facilitator. Whether you're at the top of the key, on the block, wherever you are, look for assists. Play fucking defense. Get those blocks. Get those steals. That's what you do best. Whatever points you get, bonus. Essentially, they took Mark Jackson out knowing that he was somebody who was not just looking as, let's keep these guys in a box, in a bubble, and make them feel like they will only be successful here. Because what Mark Jackson was doing was letting these guys' true potential shine, pushing them forward and letting them know, hey, if we can give you $25 million a year, get it at the other team because that's what you deserve. But you know, you know what was the realest thing, though, is when they won the, um, the championship, Draymond was the first person to go to Mark Jackson yeah. and give him daps because he, he knew what it was. Draymond's real, bro. But, and, and it Draymond's, shows. Draymond's too real sometimes. But He's I, too I, real I, sometimes. I, just to add to what you said, because I feel like what you said is very true, but... Just, 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 just take it way back. He literally built that team from nothing. He did, right? Because Steph Curry wasn't a number one. No, number. It wasn't even a first round pick for Zavall. A lot of teams would have looked past Steph Curry. If you remember when Steph Curry came in, Monte Ellis was the number one. Right, but no, no. But I'm talking about like drafting these people because they all got yeah, drafted. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like right? when when Steph Curry was drafted in, Monte Ellis was the number one guy there. Right. And one thing Monte Ellis said in the press conference. Well, after before he got Monte drafted, Ellis was there, Baron Davis was there. Yeah, no. Baron was. Davis was there. So. But what I'm saying is like when knees, Monte Ellis was there, he was the number one guy. And then they drafted Steph Curry. Monte Ellis in one of the first pressers after Steph got drafted, he said, "Shut up, we can't play together." And although at the time a lot of people took it as like a slight, it was more of where the NBA, NBA was at that time where it's like Monte Ellis is a point guard right. and he's a small point guard. Right. Whereas they drafted Steph Curry as a shooting guard right. and he was a small shooting guard. Right. In his mind, playing with Baron Davis, who was a shooting guard, but he was big, it's you can't have a small point guard a small backcourt and a small shooting guard. Like it doesn't make sense. Right. You need a small point guard or a big point guard, and then a contrast right. to that. So in his head, he's looking at where the NBA was at the time, and he said straight up, 
this makes no sense. But Mark Jackson looked at it and was like, if I can check Monte's ego and understand you're a great shooter, Steph is a great shooter, you're going to be a great backcourt. Obviously, it didn't work out. No. They shipped Monte Ellis out, and then what? Was it one year or two years later they got Clay? It was the year after they got Clay. The year, the year after. after. So in the following, yeah, exactly. So the next year, Monte goes, they bring in Clay Thompson, and then one of the first things Mark Jackson said was, this will be the greatest backcourt the NBA has ever seen. And he was lie. not fucking lying. Wasn't lying. Because when we look at some of the greatest things backcourts have ever done, and let's say like we're putting it on a highlight reel of achievements between a guard and a shooting guard. Right. The things that Steph Curry's done, like in breaking the single season three-point shooting record. <sighs> Breaking the playoff three-point shooting record. Passing Ray Allen as most three-pointer shot. Then you look at Klay Thompson. He's had, what, 37 points in a quarter? Yeah. 70 in a game? Yeah, 70 in a game. 30, like 32 in a quarter, 70 in a game. Like He's been one of those guys that's like, you can sleep on Klay. That's when he'll kill you. No, but it, it's also the Mark same Jackson. thing. It's also the same thing. I feel like with what happened in Toronto, uh, I feel like you know they put together a great team. Yeah, and yeah, they got dealt with. You know what I mean uh, with LeBron. But I think if what I forgot his co- his name now. What was the coach of Toronto? Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey has stayed. They would have still won the championship if they had Kawhi. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. But it's like now Nick Nurse is now looked upon as like this great coach and I when th- he came it's with, crazy, all the, man. With, with all these pieces already it's there. fucking crazy because people seem to forget that Nick Nurse was in the coaching staff alongside Dwayne Casey. Yeah. So a lot of the things that have been happening with this team, it's if you look at and it's the if players. you look at last season when Dwayne Casey was there and right. the way they played, not much of a difference. No, not at all. They just got a better player. They just got an extra... They got a guy that they knew was a solidified sure shot who is a lockdown shooter and can hit his fucking jumpers when we need him to hit his jumpers. Not only that, he comes with years of experience, and playoff that, experience. Yes. And a championship already. Right. And, and that is a credit to Pop. Say what you want to say, that's a credit to Pop. Right. Because I look at DeRozan... The biggest problem that we had with DeRozan and Kyle Lowry was the fact that when it came to playoffs, when it came to big games, they didn't fucking show up. There were a few games in this play, playoffs where Kyle Lowry didn't show up, but Kawhi, he knows his role. He knows what he does well. He doesn't reach beyond. That is something that we've seen anybody who's played with Popovich have been in that strain where it's, this is what you do well, and this is what you perfect doing. it. Yep. Make sure you do this well all the time, but, and then anything else you do was extra. But it goes but, to the <laughs> sorry, it goes to the fact that the NBA right now it's um, it's not even about coaching anymore. It's about the players. And I've said this when LeBron was with Cleveland. I'm saying you could put any coach you want on Cleveland, Ty Lue, whatever. He's most likely going to win the championship with whatever coach. And this is the reasons why I'm saying it probably be a mistake to hire 
that same coach again because it's like Tyron Lue. Yeah, because you're thinking, oh, um, Tyron Lue is a championship coach. He really isn't because as soon as LeBron left, did he not win a championship with LeBron? No, with the Lakers. Wait, wait, no. I'm talking I about the player. I don't do asterisks. I am not well. I do not do asterisks. Is Tyron Lue a championship coach? A one championship coach. Yes. So he's a championship coach. But Lue. all I'm saying is. Without LeBron, you gotta win the eighty-two plus what, four? No, at least sixteen. Yeah, but 16. you you can't go from when the only change is one player and you go from first to last. That's that's not the Look, coach. That's that's you have to that's win a player. eighty-two plus sixteen. But why would you not give him credit for that? I w- I'm not I'm not saying he wasn't part. It wasn't a part of it. But I'm to to insinuate that it's because of him that. That, but like he's a he's a majority part of like the question. You, wait, wait, wait. You doing something like that is why people feel they can do the same thing with the Raptors, where it's like, yeah, but you know what? Katie wasn't there. Clay got hurt. But these are people McKinney on the court. I'm talking about Looney the, got But these hurt. are people on the court. I'm but talking let me about ask a question. It's it's the same asterisk mentality and fuck so that Eric Spolstra is not a championship coach. Eric Spoelstra, yeah. yes, because he won without he won. He is a championship coach, right? Because he did it with a whole different set of era, different players. Where, he, when he won it with Shaq and Wade and with LeBron, he wasn't the coach then. No, he was not. You the sure coach wasn't Spoelstra? He, he was, was not, not the coach, the coach then. then. No, no. Are you he sure? He only came when LeBron was. When LeBron, he was. He came in with LeBron. So was it Riley was the coach at Pat that time? Pat Riley was the no, GM. Riley was the GM. I can't remember who the coach was, but it was well, not Spoelstra. But I would still, I would still have Spolstra ahead of Tyron Lue. Why? Because when LeBron left, they went to the bottom. Yeah, but they weren't dead last bottom. Of course not. You still Men had and you and still no, but you who, still Cleveland. No, I'm talking about uh, the Heat now. When LeBron showed up, the Heat they Was weren't the no, ba- they were down. They were in the because basement because Shaq left. Wade was still there, but they were well, down. They hurt. were, yeah, they they were fighting for. But a I'm talking about I don't since, even think they got it. I'm, that I'm year. talking about since since LeBron left, they've made the playoffs a couple of times, and they've they've won once. Oh, I don't think they made it once. When once. LeBron left, they were last place. I think either the second or third year after he was gone, they made the playoffs and they made it as an eighth seed. Yeah, and that was only because Hassan Whiteside came in that the yeah. year when they gave exactly. him the 10-day contract and then they signed him after. Before Embiid exposed him and showed that he, had, he ain't got no left. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes to my point of saying that don't put too much emphasis on the coach. Yes, the coach is a part of it, but I would say 70% is still the players. So you think Kobe would have been had, Kobe, Michael Jordan would have had all those rings if it wasn't for Phil Jackson's coaching ability? Um, I was I was gonna say, you you brought up Phil. I was gonna bring a pop. Pop, but, yeah, but, even Popovich. But I don't think Tim Duncan gets his five without Pop. No, absolutely not. And look, you can say what you want about Tyron Lue and be like, oh, he had LeBron. Look, let's say Le- Doc I Rivers. look at LeBron as the same way I look at someone like Chauncey Billups. The same way I look at someone like Tim Duncan. Right. The same way I look at someone like Rip Hamilton. Of course. These are guys who are, they are so knowledgeable in basketball. Right. That they are on-court coaches. Rasheed Wallace. You, do you need a better Rasheed one? Rasheed Wallace <laughs> is another one. Kevin Garnett <laughs> is another one. Like there are guys. They're, there are guys that when they are on the court, if you're doing something wrong, the coach doesn't have to tell you. I can tell you. And you're going to be like, you're absolutely fucking right. Or I yell back. 
You can yell back, but you'll know they're <laughs> fucking right. Well, I mean, it's that simple, right? So, like, when I look at somebody like LeBron, yeah, you're one of those guys who you have shown us over the years. You have basketball IQ. You are somebody who could be like, you need to be on the fucking block. If you're not there, we can't transition well. We can't get the open looks. We can't get Corver to get his fucking three. We can't get JR to get his fucking three. You can't get me to make a cut because you're not on the block. If you're sitting at the key, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Everything's fucked. Clogging the lane, bro. Having an on-court coach is not a bad thing. Derek Fisher was the on-court coach for the Lakers. Not only that, even when they went to the finals with, with KD and them, he was on that team too. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's understanding like, you need to have somebody that, beside the coach, can be like, I can yell at these guys. And they'll understand I'm not yelling at them because I'm just pissed off at them. I'm yelling at them because what they're doing is affecting us. And well, not only that, like, what would you put Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers? He's yeah. a terrible coach. No, but what, what, is he not a championship what? coach? Doc Rivers is a terrible coach. I've never seen a coach have so much talent Doc? and do so, do so less with his talents. Wait, hold up. No, no, no. You can't Doc say that. Doc Rivers this Look. year had a team that everybody said was going to tank. It was going to be shit and wasn't going to go anywhere. And they made the playoffs. All right. And they lost in six games. What's your point? It's the Clippers. But the point, the point is he was given a roster and, and they looked at it like there's nothing you can do with this. Just go out there and play. Whatever happens, happens. And he took them to the playoffs. He's done less, he's done less with more talent. Bro, there's That's worse the coach than re- what? This is my problem with Doc Rivers. And I've always said this. Another I've, championship coach, by the way. This is my problem with Doc Rivers. I've always had a problem with this. He's one of those coaches that's been given, throughout the years, he's been given enormous amount of talent. Like, Name top them. 10 talent. The whole Clippers team with, with DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Not Paul. talented. Are you kidding me, Doug? Bro, what the fuck other than Chris Paul? Who was talented Chris on that Paul, team? Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. They were beating everyone. No, they were no, no. We're talking about like the top three talents that he's ever worked with in LA, the Clippers. The he top had, three he's had. And, and Chris Paul, yeah. Blake Griffin, right? DeAndre Jordan. You guys are wrong. Those are the top three. Not at all. It will be Chris Paul, Jamal Crawford. Let's be. No, 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 Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Look. Stop it. Let me tell you something. I fuck with Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford's bad, but he's He's a six man. He's a six man. Bro, first of all, Blake Griffin. And that's, I'm not saying he's a six man as he's not good. No, no, no. But when you talk. I'm saying he's a six man. No, but when you're talking. No, no, no. Let me understand this because I really want to understand this. You guys talk about superstars or talented No, no, no. I'm talking talent, not superstars. DeAndre Jordan is talented. Yes. What are you talking about? He is talented, dog. I know he's what you're saying. He's a double-double every night. He is talented. I don't fuck it because he could jump out of the roof, bro. Like, he's not a talented you, basketball player to look, say, like, I know we live in this athletic. realm where people like James Harden, who gets 60 and then 10 and 10, are herald. But somebody who can, can go out there and get you fucking 15 rebounds, get you 15 points... That's a big fucking thing. Dude, they, they were called Lob City. For DeAndre Jordan will go out there. He will get you I'm at not, the I'm not, very least I am not, 15 I points. I am not saying that they're not good basketball Rebounds players. Rebounds matter is all I'm saying. Of course. Defense win games. I'm not, I'm not saying that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not di- disputing their ability. 
But to say, like, he was given great teams, like, okay, when it came down to the wire, Blake Griffin for a long time couldn't shoot a lick of a free throw. DeAndre Jordan the same way. Like, yeah, there were you, but, Chris Paul was able to just lob the ball and they'll go up there and get it. But, like, Jamali, what I'm saying is their physical talent, what they can do on a night-to-night basis, no one could touch them. That's why they were called Lob City. No one was that's athletic. Well, my point, this is my point what I was trying to make before. I'm not arguing the same thing as him. But my point is, <laughs> but listen, this is my point what I'm trying to make. Right. Why he's a terrible coach. Right. Because I don't think that. The amount of talent <laughs> he's been given throughout Boston and the Clippers. Mm-hmm. He had that Clippers team for a long time. He had that bo- Boston should at least win at least two championships. For that team that he had, they should have at least won two championships. They well, no, because I think Boston winning the one made sense. It was they they essentially shook the NBA up. But the second year, the like the free agency that happened in that year right after Boston won, it shook up the whole NBA. Like but nothing changed what, though. What they know what what Boston did was like, we are a legit a powerhouse at a time when people are locked in contracts and player power wasn't a thing. Yeah, but there was no change. So it wasn't like you after. can have a bunch of you who are like, oh well, I'm on an option because options weren't a thing back then. Okay, but but what I'm I'm, I'm on like my last year. I'm gonna force trade like that. That wasn't what was going on. Like you had a Boston team that came in. It was essentially a perfect storm. They came in. They're like the big three. Boom, we're together, we go. And the response to the big three was essentially like, was it? No, no. That no, was but this is what I'm trying to say. There was, no, there, was no, there was no change the season after they won the championship. That's no, the, the, thing. the season after they won the championship. They made the Eastern Conference there was a final. Free, there was a free agency frenzy because a lot of people were like on their last years when the big three came about. And then a lot of shifts happened because but, I think at the same time, Derek Fisher was one of the guys who went to Utah. There was like a lot no, of Fish shit. was with the Lakers. Fish was with the Lakers. The, 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 the year they lost. What fucking year? I'm trying, I can't no, even remember. Because the year the Boston won the championship, nothing changed in free agency because that's when Orlando beat them the year after and the Lakers beat them in the finals and the Lakers beat them in the, the, the Lakers beat the Boston with that same exact team, the same Laker team, the same Boston team facing each other again. Nothing changed during that time. And that's my point with Doc Rivers. You have this amount of talent. You should have never lost to Orlando, first of all. They should have never lost Orlando. I mean, it's okay. your boy Dwight Howard, but they should have never lost. But, but okay, but don't mention that but, man's name. But yeah, <laughs> don't he, ever he, do that he's again. talented too, right? Based on your, he uh, is what? talented. Dwight Howard is talented. He's, but he's, he's talented. He's Where? Uh, same, I, don't, I don't see it. Where DeAndre is? He um, just is like where DeAndre is talented. Like I don't see it. They're as equally talented. Dwight Howard could go out and get you fifty equally rebounds. What? Where is he right now? I don't know where DeAndre is. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> No, uh, where, where's DeAndre's Dwight? The Knicks. Where's uh, Dwight? Dumb Knicks. <laughs> where's um, Dwight? Uh, uh, where the it's dude? Charlotte, I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Where the dude getting his back rub? Um, it is Pride <laughs> Month, so have fun. No, but um, but, but but okay, hold on, because I really because what you're talking to, like I agree, but don't forget there was also the big three that happened in Detroit right after, or around the same time that was blossoming with, yeah. with Chancey Billup, Rip Hamilton. Ben Wallace, Rashid Wallace was one of the big. Three. Oh no, no, that was that was like four. That was four years um, before. That was four years because Karl Malone and then people was still with the Lakers. Remember that when the oh, Lakers sure. lost? Yeah, so that was a couple of years before. No, the, the the reason why I say Doc, and let me get to the point where I'm saying with Doc Rivers. The reason I'm saying Doc Rivers is a terrible coach because he's been given t- 
talent, and I'm not talking just talent on the on the court, talent on the bench. He had um, Lawrence Frank, a 50-plus win coach. He has um, the Knicks old coach. What's his name again? The ball head dude. Um, mm, I forgot his name, but I know what you're talking but about. Who was there with Carmelo and stuff? Yeah. Another 50-win dude. Woodson. Woodson. Yes, Mike Woodson. Another 50-win dude. And him himself is a 50-win playing coach. How are you with the Clippers can't even get past the second round? You've never been past the second round in franchise history, the Clippers. Never. And you have this talent for five, six years, and you did nothing with it. But you also have to look at it, too, because, I mean, we could look at, like, for example, uh, George Call had a fucking whole heap of talent on his bench and never got past the first round. George Call never got past the first round with the Nuggets. I know. And he had a whole plethora of bench and starters that with were... With the Nuggets, though. George Call has been past the, 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 um, with um, other teams. With who? George Call wasn't always with the Nuggets, was he? I think he was. He was Only with them for Nuggets? a long time, yeah. I don't think he was always with the Nuggets. Because he was there when Carmelo got drafted. Yeah, yeah, that I know. That I know he was there when Carmelo got drafted. But no. I'm just saying George Call is another... If Doc Rivers won a championship, he cleared his goose. No, the, but what I'm saying about the the, the, the thing with listen, Doc the, Rivers got himself a championship and got his son paid. Yeah, but the thing with, for him. the thing with Doc Rivers I'm with is that shit. he, I think he's <laughs> overrated as a coach because he's won one championship, and I think out of all the coaches in the NBA in almost NBA history, except for like probably like Phil Jackson, he's one of the coaches that's been given the amount of talent, like all star caliber talented players. And he's done. He's only got one championship. Look, I've always it. said Phil Jackson's overrated. If I had Jordan, I could have won six. If I had Kobe, I could have won at least three. But then you know he got Gasol. But then again, <laughs> Kobe couldn't win with. No, no, but Kobe couldn't win. Kobe couldn't win without. Got Shaq. Without got without, without without Jackson. I'm That's sorry. why I said I could at least win three with Kobe. The point is, that triangle offense, it's over with. <laughs> no, but it was amazing. But I, I don't want to look at Docker and say he's overrated. I don't Terrible think Terrible coach. No, he's not. Terrible. No, he's no, he's not. Not. You, know who, you know who's the best coach? You know who I'll tell you the best coach is? Rick Carlisle. Never has a coach with so little done so much with the Dallas Mavericks. I've never seen a coach who's done without the amount of and talent. And he's a one had. chippy guy as well. And that, that's to tell you, look at him. So how can he he's not like, respect Ty Lue? Because Rick Carlisle's always in the playoffs, except for the last two seasons. He's been always in the playoffs. Always in the playoffs. Always in the playoffs. He always competes with his team. I'm sorry, but it's true. I, 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 would, I, would even, I wouldn't even go there. I mean, what's his name to me would be the, one of the greatest coach. He never won. Played, he was a coach for Utah. I admire that guy. Oh, shit. Oh, and freaking... Um, oh, what's his name? He passed away. Did he yeah, die? He did. Passed oh, away. Wow. Um, you're gonna bring I tears to my eyes. I see his face. I can't, I'm the worst with names, so like, never ask me for a fucking name. I will I'm find s- the name. I will find, I'm find the name. Terrible with names, bro. Go ahead. No, keep the. I'll find the name. Look, he never won. Malone. Never Jerry won. Sloan. Jerry Sloan. Go. Yes. He, when what's his face? never won. Yeah, he passed. When? When was it? Two it was years a couple ago? years ago. He had two, three years ago. Did he? He stepped down. Did, I didn't. The, the, the stress. He stepped down because that that diva point guard. <laughs> I'm quite sure if I hope I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure he passed away. I don't think he died. I think it was like maybe three, four years ago. I feel like he did. I hope I'm wrong though, because I hope he's alive. I think you're wrong. I don't think he's dead. I'd I'd rather be wrong than right, to be honest with you. 
But I think like three or four years ago he passed away. No, Jerson's alive. He's alive, he's bro. He's sick. He's sick. He's, he's not sick. dead. He's sick. He got diagnosed. Hey, Jerry Sloan, my bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, Thank God you're still alive. Because no, like had, I said, um, I'd he, rather be wrong. Yeah. No, he has um, Prostate? Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Parkinson's, Parkinson's yeah. yes, yes, yes. He, he was sick. Look, like that said, was his I'd thing. rather be wrong than right on that. No, um, But he was a great, a great coach. He was a great coach. He you know what I mean? Like, coach. hands down. Well, like, if for... Three years in a row, you had to face Jordan and the fucking Bulls, and you at the very least brought them to six. Good for you. No, but but coaches like that—that's why I'm saying they're not on the level like Ty Lue or anything like that because because they're always competing, always in the playoffs, always there. But I mean, Ty Lue, you can't Yo, blame Ty Lue. Ty Lue, like man. bro, if it wasn't for Ty Lue, you guys Dude, wouldn't have got that championship to, what was in it, 2001. Three? Three finals in a row. Respect wait, wait, the man. Wait, wait, what did you say, Jamali? You heard what I said. No, I didn't hear what you said. I, I didn't hear that. what you said. I said Ty Lue went to three finals in a I row. I heard you. I, that's, I'm, not giving, I'm not taking that away from him. I want to hear what you said. What did you say? I said 2001 championship is, is it's because, because of Ty, of Ty Lue? Lue. It's because of Ty Lue. Yeah. Really? Lakers? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Because of, when he got stepped over? Yo, bro. Who <laughs> remember? That's the only thing you remember from the hey. 2001 finals. Hey, understand something. I went back recently and watched that play where Allen Iverson stepped over Ty Lue. Iverson didn't cross him. He just tripped. Exactly. Iverson stepped on his foot. Well, I, I didn't see that part. Iverson stepped on Ty Lue's foot. That's not a true cross. But, but, it, wasn't, but it wasn't even. But Allen Iverson was having a blackout game. He scored, I think, 51 or 53 in that game. Like, First of all, he was having a blackout season. To begin but with. But that game in particular, it was game was, anybody who lined up against Allen Iverson was getting killed. That was the only game they won. He two. was dropping game threes yeah, that was the only and game they twos. Won. And, like, he was killing. But that specific play that we all think, like, he got crossed over and Allen Iverson stepped over him, Ty Lue did not get crossed over on him. No, Ty the Lue ball was already per- gone. Let's think. Ty Lue played perfect defense on him. Well, I don't know a perfect defense. No, no, it was. <laughs> I don't know a perfect Watch defense. Him. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 I've, I've seen I watched it. that footage over I and over and over. I watched it two days ago. So watch it again. Were you drunk? He, no. You, I don't know. You were home from work. He played perfect defense on no, him. No, he didn't. Like, can you let me, let me tell you. He you played play perfect defense? D. Allen Iverson was lights out. He was essentially when Steph Curry is like, I can pull up from 40 and shoot. That's how Allen Iverson was. And what happened was AI stepped on Ty Lue's foot. That's why he went down. Yo, bro. Ty Lue was looking for AI like he was at a fucking maze. He was turning around and got tripped up on his own foot because Iverson hit him with that step back. Boy, no, he I, did it. Yes, he, Watch it again. Watch it again. Whatever the case is. The ball was already far gone Watch in the air it anyway. Again. Whatever the case is. All I'm saying is Ty Lue played great defense. He did he what did. he had to do, but AI was and lights out. I don't want to hear Jamali say slander about is because of Ty Lue, the Lakers won the 2001 championship. Yo, because after, after Ty Lue got sauced on game one. They didn't he's put on, him on. Yo, he's on an island for this. I don't, I don't no, know what he's talking you, about. You guys didn't let me island. finish my idea. Okay, let, let Jamali finish. He got sauced on ga- in game one. And he came back, and he made sure to play defense. <laughs> and then there goes your championship. Because if Iverson had a crazy blowout game, too, it would have been over. 
for you guys. I know Kobe was on Iverson and Fish was on Iverson. That I know. Yo, Derek Fisher can't even do shit. Only thing he could do is steal wives. Whoa, whoa, but that's whoa, all. whoa, that's whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we talking about Larson Pippen right now? Like, what's going on? Bro. <laughs> Allegedly. He couldn't even handle them Knicks. Relax. That's true. He couldn't handle the Knicks. No one can handle the Knicks, fuck. No one can. Maybe Dan Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Tony got the fuck out of there. But that's the point. That was an ironic comment. Fuck, All right, let's let's wrap it. Let's wrap it. Until let's Dolan wrap. sells a team, the Knicks are fuck fucked. Dolan. He's never gonna sell a team until he sells. A, they need to. That's f- what I'm saying. Yo, until somebody, Dolan sells the team, somebody need to record the Knicks him. Are fucked. Somebody need to record him saying some racist shit because I know Dolan. By the way, some um, shit. yo Vucevic, sign that, sign that four year, yo Silva, sign that shit. Vucevic, don't sign shit. Yo, Vucevic, I I know you're listening right now. Sign that shit. Orlando has that kind of money. They usually give away their players. Yo, first off, Jason sucked my dick. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Vucevic, sign that. shit. I just feel bad okay. for RJ Barrett. Shit. Orlando, see you die, baby. Sign that shit. RJ right. Barrett. So where are we going? Uh, are we finishing up? Yeah, we're, let's wrap. We're closing. Let's, let's wrap, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. My final thoughts is that Doc Rivers is a terrible coach. And the Lakers are going to win a chip next year, and I'll be happy. Final thoughts, Jamali. I would have to agree with him with the Lakers, but not because it's Lakers, because LeBron going to win the next chip. Here we go. LeBron is going to win the chip, and unfortunately, LeBron. And, you know, (laughs) take care of yourself, man. Go go get your, your, your mental health checkup. If you have loved ones, check up on them. And, yo, people make mistakes, but you don't got to live by it every day, man. My final thoughts is this is the last weekend of Pride Month. So to all my LGBTQ people, I love you. I support you. Have a great last fucking week, even though we're still going to fucking kill it for the rest of the fucking year. You said we? We. Because it's only June. We're going to go fucking (laughs) hard. We're going to have a great fucking time. But enjoy the last weekend of the official month of Pride have a good time. I love you all. My boys. Jason and Jamali. Yep. Let's get the fuck out of here. Peace <laughs> out, people. Take love care. is love.